and welcome to When We Grow Up, the podcast time machine where we go back and ask the question of our past selves, what do you want to be when you grow up and the journey that took us on? My name is Steve and each conversation I ask the same core questions of my guests and we get into the mindset of our childlike selves and see what took us through that ever-expanding question. At no point do I ask the guests to reveal what they do for a living, as I know some people may not want to or simply can't, unless of course they happen to have achieved what they set out to do all those years ago. My guest this time is Carl Bryant and I'll be honest, I've been racking my brains to how I got to know you, Carl. Um, I think like we met through working in pubs and things, and then it kind of expanded through wrestling and things like that. But Carl is someone I've known for a number of years and just an all-round wonderful person. So, Carl, please introduce yourself further. Hello there. I'm, as you say, I'm Carl Bryant. I believe the first time we met um, uh, was through working in pubs and you helped me move a sofa. That sounds uh, right, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I procured in inverted brackets <laughs> a sofa from the pub I worked at uh, and must you and I and a sack trolley moved it from the pub to where I lived around the corner and up three flights of stairs yes yeah <laughs> that's where we first met and yeah then it went on we both uh, discovered we were both kind of involved in in the local wrestling scene a bit and we had mutual friends and it kind of and then we both started podcasting it kind of went <laughs> from there yeah awesome but, uh, I'm I'm a host on uh, Shipwrecked and Comatose, a Red Dwarf podcast, and I also own uh, own I also host a, a podcast called Cerebral Jukebox about song earworms, which you've just been on yourself. I have indeed, yep, yep. which was a joy to be part of. No, oh, so let's dive straight into it then. So, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a detective when <gasps> I grew up, but this the kind of uh, Sam Spade sort of fifties. She walked into my office, sort of <laughs> detective. I I can't remember where it fully came from. I just remember growing up. Um, I don't know if you had this at your school, but you had the books, the book fair thing where yeah. you could buy books and they'd, they'd send them to your school. Uh, I found like a detective activity book of things that you could do uh, to be a detective. And it was all like, you know, cutting your eyes in newspaper and uh, there was a cutout like detective that you could hang your coat on and put it in your cupboard. So when you opened the cupboard, it looked like you had a detective sort of spying on you. <laughs> and it kind of went from there. And then I got into uh, like Sherlock Holmes stories. And then look, watching TV growing up, I, I remember watching a lot of detective stuff. Um, so I was pretty much quite a bookworm uh, growing up. And it all kind of went from there, really. And I still love detective stuff to this day. Amazing. So you're talking like the metal trolleys and stuff that used to come around for the book fairs, that thing. Yeah, they used to give you like a they used to give you like a brochure and then go, oh, is there anything you want uh, from this? And I'm sure they used to go, oh, it's cheaper than going to a bookshop. And I bet it was nowhere near cheaper than. No. Nah. But the 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 thing you don't get these days, which is the legendary, please allow 28 days for delivery kind of thing. <laughs> So you you forget almost that they're coming and then they turn up and you're like, oh yeah, I ordered this book. And I remember this book so vividly. It was it was bright yellow and uh, yeah, it had like it was like become a detective kind of activity thing. It, I had know, like went a, from there. I had like a file of facts type like secret agent thing when I was Oh a kid. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I definitely remember having one of those. Up until a couple of years ago, I had one of those books that isn't a book. It's a it's a safe. So it opened oh. and then you got the key in it. And it looked like no book you would ever own. Yeah. Um, 
and I had that for such a long time. Uh, and uh, I used to keep like my bank stuff in it for donkey's years until eventually it was like, I don't need this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's nice to have, but I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you kind of covered the next question, which was like, how old were you when you first kind of, that was kind of brought to you. But so, I mean, what point did your idea kind of change? I'd say around senior school, between kind of, uh, you know, that kind of 13 to 16 sort of uh, side of things, mm. where it became less and less. The I liked the detective thing, but I think it was more that I wanted to be in detective films or detective stories. Right. So it kind of gradually transitioned over into I wanted to make things. Okay. And one day at our school, we had like a... I think the best way to call it is an industry day where loads of local companies would turn up and you'd have a day like doing stuff with the local companies. Right. But they're all like um, bridge builders, you know, accountancy firms. It was blatantly just, we're looking for people to work during the summer holidays for nothing uh, or potentially when you leave. But the school decided to put on a load of stuff themselves. And one of the ones was, um, make your own film. So they gave you a camcorder, which back then was like the mid nineties was like one of the proper big shoulder, like what April O'Neil's cameraman would have on his shoulder. Um, And there was three of us who were like, I don't really want to go work for a bridge building company for the day. It sounds dull. Um, So it was just three of us and we just kind of got shuttled off to a room and we ended up making a film. And that kind of gave me uh, the bug um, from that, I wrote a stage show not long after that that didn't get made. But I was sort of like, that's that's where to go. And then, literally, I didn't enjoy school. Um, and literally, sort of a month or two before, somebody said, I said, oh, everyone's going to sixth form because that's the thing you kind of had to do. Yeah. Unless you had some big plan. And somebody said to me, who'd show no interest in this whatsoever, oh, I'm going to college to study filmmaking. Well, you can do that. And I ended up going uh, to an open day at the, at the college, which was miles away. And uh, I was hooked. I, I didn't, my parents thought I was going to go look at like the other departments and stuff like that. I went straight into the film bit and sat there and watched a massive showreel of other people's films. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is what I want to do. Um and yeah, it's one of the best decisions I ever made. But it, that all kind of stemmed from that wanting to be something a bit different, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like, I, God, I remember going to like open days and stuff. So like just before, like we did GCSEs, in fact, it may have been before. Yeah, just before we went to GCSE. So like last year of secondary school, we got to go to the two local colleges back up north. And yeah. um one of them was just a general kind of walk around the school and everything like that. The other one was you get to do a subject for a day yeah. kind of thing. And I don't know why I went and sat in a business studies class. And I was like, there's no way I could do this. And then I kind of had to rethink everything <laughs> in my yeah. life. And, but yeah, it was because I just thought I'll go be businessman and <laughs> so on yeah. and so forth for a very literally for that three-week period and then after that day i was like no this no i, I need to do i need to flex my creative brain a little bit yeah more. it's it's all that sort of that general back then i can imagine everyone was thinking in such broad strokes mm-hmm. like my mum 
bless her, like right up until like I was making stuff. She's like, I thought you were going to go work in computers. And I had to say to her once, what do you actually think that means? Yeah. Um, and she was like, I don't know. I thought you were just going to work on, on computers. It's like, no, well, kind of, because <laughs> video editing just came in mm. as I got to college. So I was like, I do a bit, and now I do all the time. Um, so it, technically, I do work in computers, <laughs> but everybody works with computers now. But I think she thought I was going to be like a... I don't know, data entry or something like yeah. that. I don't think she really knew what it... But when you go, I want to be a filmmaker, um, I can imagine everybody's parents like, Argh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can imagine you may... You might have got it when they're like, oh, I want to I want to be in wrestling. They're like, oh, that sounds financially stable. You know? <laughs> that was no, that was pretty much my dad when I said, I'm going to uni to do creative writing. Because my brother had gone to do acting at uni. Yeah. So I turned around and said, I want to do creative writing. My dad just kind of groaned and went, another one. Right. Okay. Fine. Like, he didn't want to dissuade me, but he was really trying to dissuade me. <laughs> Oh, I see it now in my family. Like, my sister's quite a bit older than me, and she's got uh, her son, my nephew, and he's 28 now. But when he went, I'm going to be, and he's a DJ and a fairly successful in what he does. But yeah, she had that thing of when he, she says it to me now, when, when's he going to get a proper job? It's like, he's got a proper job. <laughs> it's just with that degree of risk to it that yeah, absolutely. scares the crap out of parents. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, I mean, so obviously we left detective agency behind we yeah. kind of moved into film so is that kind of where you settled for a while is it did um i was uh it, it's a very sort of almost textbook case i was very shy being um, i'm a big lad and being the big lad at school wasn't fun so i never really spoke i was very internal i lived in a different town from like everybody else and I just decided, I was just like, well, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say boo to a goose. And if I yeah. did say something, it was a massive thing. Um, and when I got to college, I kind of had this mental click of nobody knows me here. I can, you know, I can talk, I can do stuff. I can, I can be, I can be different. And that's where I met the people who, you know, I'm still friends with to this day, a good 20 odd years later. And one of the lecturers came up to me as I was leaving college going, we wouldn't have guessed you turned out the way you did. And I'm like, is, is that good? Is it? <laughs> and they said, yeah, you, you didn't talk when you got here. And now you're like in front of cameras and trying to do stuff. So I gradually started moving more and more in front of a camera. And then when I left college, I tried directing independently. I didn't get what I wanted out of it. Um, but I found moving more into a into a performance sort of type thing gave me m much more satisfaction, and it kind of went from there really. In that I ended up being on camera for a lot. I ended up being in a few films. I've been in a movie, wow. <laughs> kind of, uh, which if you find it, it's called Wasteland. It's on like Amazon Prime, and I'm terrible in it. But you know, I'm I'm in one. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I, I get much more satisfaction out of that, and now with doing podcasts, I find that incredibly satisfying because you can be you and perform and be outgoing and do whatever you want, um, but you don't even necessarily have to put shoes or socks on. <laughs> I want to. It's it's utilizing because it's like once I started talking, I can't stop talking, and I think now I've got into podcasting. That's the 
that's the best way for me to to do it. And when you asked me to come on, I was thinking like, well, I, I wanted to be a detective, and I was like, oh, I've not really done that. And I was like, but it's there's a paper trail leading from from there to yeah to here, definitely. And I Absolutely. still I still like the idea of of being a detective. Any film, a lot of film concepts I do come up with do involve detectives, <laughs> um, which is quite odd. But, yeah, it's it's still there sort of sneaking away at the back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and who knows? Like, I mean, there's a really good podcast where um, the, the female host kind of looks at the golden age of detective stories. Yes. Which is um, she done it. It's a really good one, that one. Definitely, definitely worth a listen. I recently got hold of Stephen Fry recorded all the... Sherlock Holmes stories for Audible, yeah. and I got hold of them. I need to. I'm. It's it's a binge thing for me because I know I'm gonna have to set aside some time mm. because once I start listening to, it, I was like, well, that's that's me sorted. That, it's a time sink, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I mean, do you know like, and, and I, I, this I know it's not a question, but do you know what you want to be when you quote unquote grow up? If there is such a thing, and if not, does that bother you at all? Like, it comes and goes. Um, I think it's that thing of because I'm nearly forty. Oh God, that's the first time I've said that properly out loud. I'm nearly forty. Um, and I wouldn't have thought that looking at you. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> thank you. It's quite a few people say that like, you're not one of the girls at work who's in her mid twenties. I mean, she was like, "No, oh, you're." I was like, "You do know how old I am, right?" And like, I'm, I'm way older than you think I am. You're like twenty eight, aren't you? I was like, "Yes, yes, I am. I am twenty eight. <laughs> It was like, I will live with that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, I've got to that point of, oh, you know, I really need to you know, knuckle down and get like a quote unquote real job. And then it's like, I've done that. And it was one of the most horrific experiences <laughs> I've ever gone through. Um, well, it was it was really, really good um, for a while. And then it, it turned sour. But that's because the I used to train people. Um, and a lot of that was teaching. So I used to be very outwardly going and this, that, and the other. And then that department got closed or downsized and I wasn't figured into it. And that when that got taken away, it was absolutely gutting. And uh, and kind of from and from there, that's kind of put me off going, I, I don't want to do... I'd love to do a nine-to-five, um, Monday to Friday, just for the time. Yeah. But um, I enjoy what I do now. And eventually I will make that push to make it a bit more like within the lines of the trope of a, de- of a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but at the moment I'm kind of all right. I, I think I've kind of set myself the goal of trying to get to where I can go. This is good now. Where by the time I'm 40 and I can say that I make a decent living off what I do. Cause you know, I don't need to make, you know, it'd be nice to be rich, but I don't need to make millions and millions of pounds, yeah. you know, as long as I've got a roof and something to eat and, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. That's kind of where I'm at. Like my dad comes to me a lot with like, oh, you should go do this or that. And like a lot of it's manual stuff and because he's been a laborer his whole life kind of thing. And that's all he knows. Mm. And, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of now. Now, when you were a kid, that was easy to just walk into a firm like that and do it. Now there's a lot of, education that actually goes into this stuff like and so i just don't have the time and i'm kind of happy with what i do you know it is what it is but with that though what would you tell your younger self about when they grow up oh uh 
even though I did kind of uh, grow quite rapidly as a person, I'd probably say push yourself a bit more. Um, don't get as settled as you did get. Because I was like, this is fine. This is going to go forever. And it's like, have a plan. Please, Lord, have a plan. Um, because I, I did spend a good few years like uh, traipsing my way through life. Like, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> and then when it sort of, when things did hit the fan, it was like, oh, I am thoroughly not prepared. <laughs> you know, it's, um, so yeah, plan more ahead. I'm still terrible at kind of planning ahead that for sort of things like that. Um, yeah, there's there's a fair few things, but I'd, I'd probably say like have a backup. You know, make make sure that you can stay upright uh, no matter what happens. Yeah. Is probably the best thing I'd say. And you know, just. Uh, don't sit back for the sake of uh, a easier go, if you know what I mean. Don't go, no, yeah, that's fine. If you don't go, if you don't think that's fine, you know, just stand up for yourself a bit more. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. So yeah. I really want to thank Carl for joining me for this conversation and for his time. Um, and please feel free, mate. This is your time to plug absolutely anything and everything that you want to, be it personal, professional or other causes or personal investments. So it's over to you, mate. Well, I do a lot of uh, sort of bits and bobs here and there. I host quiz nights, I host film nights for local filmmakers, I host podcasts. I'm constantly coming up with things to do. Uh, the best place to check that all out is probably at my link tree, which has been a godsend in terms of whenever I appear on something to promote things. Uh, I can just go, go there. So it's <laughs> it's linktr.ee forward slash Mr. Carl, and it's M-I-S-T-E-R and Carl with a C. And on there, you'll see what I'm up to at the moment. And I'll probably start adding stuff. I'm launching another podcast this month. Um, and I'm going to be possibly doing a project on Mixcloud, which may last the rest of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, awesome. um, yeah, I've, I've got to plan it out a bit better. That's the other thing I should probably tell myself as well is write it down rather than put it <laughs> in your head. <laughs> because your memory gets worse as time goes by. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be that'll hopefully be coming out in February if I can pull the the first part of it out. Excellent. Oh, that all sounds great, mate. And I'll definitely keep my eyes peeled for all that for you. And to all you lovely folks listening, you can find us on Twitter at WhenWeGrowPod. Join me next time as I step back into the time machine with another guest and find out what they want to be when they grow up.